0: Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. I am the voice of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. The Pro Football Scouting Podcast is available to you every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, this week I'm continuing my Hall of Fame series. Uh, where I give you uh, a position or a group of positions and tell you which active players are locks for the Hall of Fame and which ones still have some work to do. Uh, the last two weeks, uh, two weeks ago on Monday, I did quarterbacks. Last week, I did running backs. Uh, and this week, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to group together wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, and then next week, I'm just going to be looking at offensive linemen uh, as a whole. Uh, so, so with that being said, that is going to be our Monday show. Wednesday, I am, I am doing a list of 30 best players in the NFL. Uh, the last two weeks, I've given you players 30 through 10. Uh, this week, I'm, I'm going to give you players 10 through 1. Here's how I come up with the list. I look at the game tape and I got to make sure they've been playing for at least one year in the league. That list is based on how good they are right now. It's different than a lot of other top 100 or top 50 lists, because I'm really taking into consideration not just stats or production or, or what they've done just this past year or the fact that maybe they are playing in a better system. I'm looking at the football player as a whole, evaluating them, and then based on that, giving you my list of 30 best players. This week, I am very excited to give you players 10 through 1, and then every Friday, uh, I answer your guys' questions. Uh, again, send questions to Steve the Scout 81 at gmail.com. Uh, I will pick the five questions each week that that I decide to answer. Um, and some weeks, if it's a really, uh, if it's if it's a question that takes a long explanation, and I think you know it's a really good one to answer, I may spend an entire show doing it. Uh, a couple people had sent me questions uh, on Tom Brady, asking me is he a systems quarterback? Would he have had the same success without Belichick? So, uh, I decided to give you guys a whole episode on that. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's kind of been, that's been the schedule lately. Uh, and again, you know, every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about wide receivers and tight ends. So today I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna discuss these guys and tell you, are they Hall of Famers right now? And if not, what do they need to do to get there? So here are the wide receivers we're going to be looking at. We're going to be looking at Brandon Marshall, Larry Fitzgerald, Antonio Brown, Deshaun Jackson, Julio Jones, Demarius Thomas, and A.J. Green. And among active tight ends, I'm going to be looking at Rob Gronkowski, Vernon Davis, and Antonio Gates. So so what I'm telling you is this, is that all these guys, you know, at you know, I'm not going to say all these guys are even in the Hall of Fame conversation, but it's at least discussing all these guys and saying, yes, are they in? Yes, are they a lock right now? No. What do they need to do to get there? Or or me just flat out saying, no, they're, they're, they're really not going to end up there regardless. So I'm going to give you my opinion on all these guys. Uh, I'm going to start out with Brandon Marshall. Um, looking at Brandon Marshall um, and, and understand... Yes, this show is called the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Uh, Today, I am going to give you an an evaluation on one player, uh, and I mean a real evaluation. That is Antonio Brown, because I want to talk about what makes him so great. But today's episode, again, is not going to focus that much on the essence of scouting. It's really going to be, for the most part, looking at their credentials. So, uh, when I look at Brandon Marshall, uh, first of all, uh, yeah, he went to a lot of different teams, but you can definitely say the guy was a major draft steal. In 2006, he was drafted round four, pick 19. Uh, he made six Pro Bowls, had had over 12,000 yards receiving. So right there, you know, it's a it's a pretty good resume. But I want to go back to something that I've said. I started saying last week um, when I'm when I'm evaluating Hall of Famers. I want to I want to make sure you guys understand that uh, the difference between great and greatness. Um, I will say that Terrell Davis and Kurt Warner were great. They they essentially in some ways took over the NFL um, with with how great they were. That is why those guys did not need to play for a very long time to make to make the Hall of Fame. Greatness is someone who is consistently good. Over a long period of time, great example of that, and a reason why I think he's going to be a future Hall of Famer is Frank Gore. Frank Gore was never considered the best running back in the league, but you know he's had he's had his last 12 seasons. He's either been over a thousand yards or really close to it. That is greatness. So when I look when I look at Brandon Marshall, um, here here's what I'll say. Yes, um, he's got six Pro Bowls. He's got 12,000 yards, but to me, he, w- he was never great in, in the sense of, you know, Julio Jones great. He was really damn good. Um, I mean, you could say he was a great wide receiver and a great football player, yes. But when I say great, I'm talking, I'm talking about someone legendary. Um, Julio Jones, in terms of what he's doing on the football field, um, it's among the most impressive, uh, maybe top ten most impressive we've ever seen from a wide receiver. That is what I mean by great. Brandon Marshall was not in that category of great. And in terms of greatness, if you're not there as a wide receiver, I I need to see if a wide receiver was never Julio Jones great or Calvin Johnson great, um, or you know Antonio Brown. Then I want to see, uh, I want to see you make at least eight Pro Bowls. To me, Brian Marshall, right now, he's made six. He has won a Super Bowl. He's been with. He's been with a lot of teams, um, and and you know you have to you have to realize that right now he's to me he's not there. Uh, what he needs to do is he needs to have um, his last few years in the league. You know he has to have a Steve Smith uh, kind of exit where he comes back. Um, not that Steve Smith ever really was down. I th- you know, he's always, to me, he, he's always looked productive. There was never a time where I thought, yeah, Steve Smith can't play anymore. But looking at Brandon Marshall, um, I don't, you know, you know, his season with the Giants last year wasn't, wasn't very good. So he's going to have to come back uh, and he's going to have to have two to three good years for people to actually look at him uh, as a Hall of Famer. So to me, you know, he's not there right now. Now, uh, moving on from Brandon Marshall and looking at Larry Fitzgerald, Larry Fitzgerald had a period of time where he was great. And what I mean by that is there's a period of time that we looked at Larry Fitzgerald as the best wide receiver in the NFL. So he's had a period of time where he was dominant. And on top of that, he has had sustained greatness. Uh, He was drafted round one, Pick three in 2004, and look, he's made 11 Pro Bowls. So obviously, um, with him also being Walter May- Walter Payton uh, Man of the Year, uh, being on one team, uh, really being the icon of that city, and him being popular, you know, with the writers, um, you know, he is he is in my mind a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, I don't see any chance that he misses. On the first ballot just looking at his entire resume uh larry fitzgerald you know is definitely a first ballot hall of famer no question about that all right so moving on from larry fitzgerald uh let me preface uh the next part by just saying this in 2000 pick 199 overall tom brady was drafted that was the best steal in the history of the nfl draft if you're gonna ask me what was the second best steal It was 10 years later when Antonio Brown was drafted 195th overall. Round 6, pick 15 of the 2010 NFL Draft. Now, if you're going to ask me, is Antonio Brown a Hall of Famer right now? Meaning if you retire today, I am going to say yes. Here's why. Um, First of all, right now, Antonio Brown, to me, when you want to look at the actual skill sets of a wide receiver in history, right now, to me, him and Jerry Rice are one and two. Do I think he is a better pure receiver than than Randy Moss? Yes. Terrell Owens, Marvin Harrison, uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I believe he, I believe from a skill set stand, standpoint, he, him and him and Jerry Rice. Are one and two, and and to be honest, he is that freaking good right now that I really don't even know uh, which one to say has a better skill set. But when you look at when you look at Antonio Brown, and yes, I'm serious about that. When you look at Antonio Brown, uh, before I mentioned greatness or great versus greatness, in and, in and, and since being in the league in 2010, look, he's already made six Pro Bowls. Terrell Owens. Who everyone said should have been a first ballot hall of famer. His entire career, he made six Pro Bowls. This guy's done it and he's in his late, and he's in his late 20s. Not even very late 20s. But he's made six Pro Bowls already. And when you want to look at, um, what he's, what he's also done else in terms of credentials, four time first team all pro, two times he's led the league in, in either well, two times he's led the league in receptions and two times he's led the league in receiving yards. In terms of, in terms of how great he is, I am telling you, he is he is among right now already to me one of the best tight ends in history. The three the three best tight ends that I've seen since I've been alive have been Antonio Brown, Jerry Rice, and Calvin Johnson. Antonio Antonio Brown has been great. What I what I mean by that again is great versus greatness. He is he has been dominant during the time that he that he has been here. Uh, when you go back and look at look at uh, what other people were saying before he entered the NFL draft, uh, there's a website uh, and I believe it was uh, NFLDraftScout.com. Yes, and actually I stand correct on that. They ra- they had him ranked as their 37th best. Overall, wide end, wide end prospect, uh, and and when I look at Antonio Brown, uh, he he to me reminds me he's he's the Steph he's the Steph Curry of the NBA. He's a small guy from a small school that is doing things that we've really never seen before at a, at a certain position. Uh, now now I'm going to tell you that again. The reason, the main reasons that I think he should be in is. There is never a period in Terrell Owens' career where I thought he was he was as good at, as Antonio Brown. And yes, I think Terrell Owens is one of the best wide receivers ever. Uh, if you're going to look at the best, you know, seven wide receivers of the last 25 30 years, he's on that list. But even even though even though Terrell Owens was great and had greatness, Antonio Brown is on, is on an all-time level. That, to me, there's no one in the NFL right now that can match him with that. Um, he should be there because he's already had six Pro Bowls. And, he look, right now he is in the prime of his career. He's, I bet you he'll make another six, seven, or eight. Uh, from everything that I've read, he wants to play for a long time. And uh, now, you know, the one thing that I do want to do on this show is give you my one scouting report. And I'm going to do it on Antonio Brown. Look, I want to do this scouting report because I believe the consensus right now among uh, people that, that are NFL fans and under, and know about the players in the league is that you know, probably Antonio Brown and Julio Jones are going to be looked at as number one and number two. Uh, outside of that, you have guys like Odell Beckham, A.J. Green. But I think for the most part right now, in, term, in terms of a body of work and what they've done lately and being consistent Antonio Brown and Julio Jones right now are the gold standard. Uh, Everyone, everyone knew coming into the NFL, Julio Jones was this was this big monster. But you know, Antonio Brown, a guy that got drafted round six, pick 15, he doesn't have necessarily Julio's uh, straightaway speed. Although that is that is a perception, that may not be the reality. I will say, you know, what makes this guy so special? So when I break down Antonio Brown, uh, first of all, looking at his feet work, his actual feet move faster than any feet of any other wide receiver in the NFL on his routes. Now, what what is really good is that although he has really fast speed, he's really good. He's really good at varying routes. Uh, And what I mean by that is varying route speed. So you know sometimes you know he'll, he'll he'll have a couple plays where he may run 70 to 85% of whatever his fastest speed is and you know he'll catch that db i wouldn't say wouldn't necessarily say sleeping but off of his game a little bit and then and then the next play a guy that's faster in and out of his breaks than any other wide receiver in the NFL and has faster feet um, is is going to ca- is going to catch you off guard uh, and that is just one thing that he's good at antonio brown uh, is also one of the best in the NFL in terms of catching the ball in traffic. Uh, he's worked over time very hard to get stronger, uh, and you know he is pretty fearless when it comes to catching the ball in traffic. Now, um, what what makes it so hard to end? What makes it one of the, one of the other things that makes it very hard to cover Antonio Brown is how subtle he is when he separates. Uh, a lot of times you know you'll see you'll see a stop and go route where where it looks like it looks like the cornerback has him covered but he has no wasted movement and he will literally um, get he will literally disengage from that DB get a few get a few yards off of him and the quarterback is finding a wide open Antonio Brown. Uh, he did that. He he's done that to guys like Darrell Revis, Patrick Peterson, um, you know you think you have him covered but you really don't. Um, and, you know, that, that is just one example where he does that. In terms of his feet as well, yeah, they're fast. You know, he has great sudden separation. Uh, you know, he's a great route runner. Uh, people often nickname, he has a nickname Tony Toe Tap because, uh, in terms of being able to be aware of where his feet are supposed to be, he's probably, he's probably the very best at that. Uh, his ability to track a football, um, it's among the it's among the very best in the NFL, and, he, and even at five foot ten, uh, he is he is able to plant his feet in the ground, and if there's a few guys covering him deep, uh, he's he's going to jump up and you and usually be the guy that comes down with it, even though he's not the biggest guy there. Um, when you want to look at his lateral quickness, the best lateral speed of any guy in the NFL. Um, and, and again, you know, with his route running, he has a lot of improvisation uh, and, you know, he, he knows, he almost has this uh, Antonio Brown has, has, you know, a, and what I would call anticipated movement awareness where he's, he's going to anticipate where he's going, where he needs to be similarly to how Drew Brees is going to anticipate where his wide receivers are going to be, even though he's not the biggest guy and can't always necessarily see off, off of his offensive line. He has a feel uh, for where he's going to need to be before, before he gets there. Uh, he has zero wasted motion. And, and you know what? One of the things that also helps tremendously as well is that he has, he has, some, he has some of the best body control um, in terms of a guy that there's no wasted movement but also just knows how to control his body his hands, feet, eyes—all work in unison. And when you want to look at his hands, um, in, ter- in terms of being able to uh, jam a DB uh, and you know using his hands to, to manipulate guys, uh, he's, he's 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 one of the, he's one of the very best at that. Um, he's physically physically, you know, he's gotten a lot stronger uh, the longer he's he's been the longer he's been in the league. Um, and what really separates him, I think, also is going to be his overall work ethic. When you hear about his work ethic, um, to me, it sounds like, I won't. I don't know if it's on the same level. There's no way to really know. But when you hear about his work ethic, it makes me think of Jerry Rice, his physical work ethic. When I hear about his mental approach to the game, uh, I think of Tom Brady and Drew Brees. So all those things combined uh, make Antonio Brown... Uh, that good and to me you know he is already rivaling Jerry Rice for in terms of actual skill sets of, the actual skill set of playing the wide receiver position he could be looked at as the best ever Antonio Brown is on another level another guy drafted the same year as Antonio Brown he's not a hall of famer yet but he's starting to make his case is Demarius Thomas number 88 for the Denver Broncos he was our first round pick that year when you look at what Demarius has done so far, uh, in his last six seasons, he's had 8,000 yards receiving, he's made five Pro Bowls, uh, he's, still, he's still playing good football, uh, this guy has another, you know, three really great years, uh, I think he's getting in, you know, if he has five good years, five more good years, then he's probably going to be a first Ballot Hall of Famer, so Demarius, keep doing what you're doing, uh, you still got some more work to do, but uh, this is a guy that... Um, you know, if he continues to play well, um, you know, he'll get in. Uh, this last season, you know, was his lowest uh, production-wise. Uh, hopefully with Case Keenum at quarterback, things will get a little bit better. But uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, definitely a guy that, you know, is on his way and just needs a little bit more work. Really, with five Pro Bowls and, you know, six great years, he needs, he needs needs he needs a few more. And, you know, I think he can get in. All right, the last three guys that I want to take a look at and examine in terms of their Hall of Fame case are Julio Jones, Rob Gronkowski, and Antonio Gates. Uh, when I look at Julio Jones, is he a lock if he retires today? I don't think so quite yet. Here's, here's why. I think Antonio Brown is the best wide receiver in the NFL. I would put Julio Jones as number two. So with that, with that being said, Antonio Brown has played in the year He's played in the NFL one year longer. He's made he's made one more Pro Bowl and he's been just a, and he's been you know in terms of just a better wide receiver. Yes, um, I think he's number one and I think Julio Jones is number two. So, with all those things considered, um, I I only thought of Antonio Brown as a Hall of Fame lock after this last year. Uh, this last year to me is what locked him in for me. Uh, Julio Jones because. I believe he is the second-best wide receiver in the NFL. Um, For those reasons, I I see Julio Jones, he he needs to have two to three more good years. Right now, he's made five Pro Bowls. Uh, He has 9,054 yards receiving. Um, But to me, Antonio Brown can make it with six Pro Bowls. Uh, I'd like to see Julio Jones or or six great seasons. Uh, I think Julio Jones needs to have seven or eight for me to, for me to say that he's a lock, but considering this, he is still one of the very best players in the game. Uh, and I, and I think a guy that's going to go down as one of the best wide receivers in history, Julio Jones. I don't see, I don't see anything that's going to stop this guy from making the hall of fame. He's he's on a, he's on a path there to do it right now. Uh, and I don't think anything is going to stop him. Now, uh, when I look at, when I look at AJ Green, um, Julio Jones has made five Pro Bowls. AJ Green has made seven. So, um, so you know they've played the same number of years, but AJ Green has made has made seven Pro Bowls. If you're gonna if you're gonna ask me up until this point, who's had the better NFL career? It's really hard to say. I would say Julio Jones has been more dominant, but uh, I do think AJ Green, even even with seven Pro Bowls. Um, he's still going to need about two more years. Uh, if he gets to me, if he gets eight or nine, um, he's in. So he just needs to have a few more good seasons and I think, and I think he's going to get in. Um, I'd really like to see him have two to three more because you got to understand with the NFL being a passing league, um, it makes it more competitive and harder for wide receivers to get in. But, uh, AJ Green round one, pick four Julio Jones, uh, the same, the same year, uh, round one, pick six. Both, both of them were were very worthy of that, and two guys that I think are going to end up in the Hall of Fame. Just both of them need to do a little bit more, uh, and they shouldn't have any problem getting in. Um, so, so looking at, so moving past those guys, uh, look, looking at Rob Gronkowski. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is an example of a guy that hasn't had greatness, meaning over an extended period of time, but um since he's come into the league he's been the best tight end in 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 the NFL to me right now he's pretty close to being a lock he's i know look he only has a little over 7000 receiving yards but he has he has made five more pro he has made five pro bowls and just his level of dominance has been the best of this generation uh you know if he has if he has two more good years, I mean, there's really nothing that can stop him. I think if he has a monster year next year, he's definitely a lock. So, um, you know, I mean, I would say for me right now, I would vote him in because when I look at Rob Gronkowski, I think of Terrell Davis, just, uh, just a period of time that was not that long where he had extreme dominance. Rob Gronkowski is obviously going to have... Uh, looks like a longer career, uh, but when you look at when you look at Gronk right now, he's still the best tight end in the game to me, and uh, a guy that I don't see is going to have any problem uh, getting into the Hall of Fame. Another guy that's definitely going to get into the Hall of Fame is going to be is going to be Antonio Gates. Uh, Antonio Gates has made eight Pro Bowls, went undrafted, and he's had eleven thousand five hundred eight receiving yards in his career. So. Um when you wanna look at best tight ends of all time, he's in that conversation. Um again, you know, uh I think Gronk is gonna need about one to two more years to make him a sure fire lock. Antonio Gates with the amount of with the amount of receiving yards that that he's had and the production that he's had and eight Pro Bowls, you know, he's definitely uh he's definitely in there right now. A few more guys that people might be asking about are Deshaun Jackson and Vernon Davis. And I will say these guys are gonna have a hard time getting in. Uh both both of them are well past their prime. Deshaun Jackson's only made three Pro Bowls. Vernon Davis has definitely passed his prime. Uh look, he can still play, but you know, they're just there hasn't there has not been enough really dominant years by him uh where he where he can get in. Same thing goes for Deshaun Jackson. So I think these guys with what their production has been like recently, um, it's going to be hard for them. It's going to be hard for them to get in uh, and really make a run for it at this point. But you never know. All right, guys. So that wraps up today's show. Uh, next week, I'm going to be giving you offensive linemen, letting you know among active players uh, which guys are locks for the Hall of Fame and which guys still have some work to do. Uh, on Wednesday, this Wednesday again, I'm going to be giving you my 10 best players in the NFL. As Friday, this Friday, as always, I answer your guys' questions. Again, my email is stevethescout81 at com. Send it over there. Each week, I will answer either five questions or I'll pick one question to do an entire show on. I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. You guys enjoy your Monday or whenever you are listening to this. Uh, again, you can listen to these episodes as you want, but they do come out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. This is Steve the Scout signing off.